Fall is just around the corner, and home is the center of it all. At Ashley, seasonal decorating's a breeze with their range of designs and materials. Snuggle up on a family-friendly sectional or an ultra-modern sofa. Or gather outside and enjoy the crisp, cool air with a new fire pit or conversation set. From minor refreshes to total overhauls, Ashley has the essentials to make your home fall functional and fabulous. Shop in-store or visit ashley.com today. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through October 15th, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through October 15th, only at BJ's. Hi everyone, this is Sha and you are with Say What SG and welcome to the second season which is all about recollect, readjust, renew, still kicking it and today I have a special guest with me and that is Madame, <laughs> Madame, Miss, I don't know what the um, your students used to um, greet you with but um, I know her as Zahida so welcome to Say What SG Zahida Hello, hello Thanks for having me So I don't personally know Zahida I only know her online <laughs> and what I fell in love with are still her TikTok <laughs> videos So yes, I found someone on TikTok guys um, Maybe you can share your TikTok account <laughs> with all of us. <laughs> yeah, my TikTok account is I am Zach XHD. It's it's so cool, right? I I can't even do that. <laughs> I'm still with the full name <laughs> because I cannot replace the X's and the Z's and It's the, just a variation yeah. of my social media handles over the years right. and finally I settled on this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yes, that's her TikTok account. I sort of like uh, for a moment in time like stalk you <laughs> la, okay <laughs> such an interesting journey that you have had okay why I say this um, I think perhaps um, the rest of us can also resonate and relate because the journey that you shared on your social media mm-hmm. just affirms me you know that when we think that we kind of know what life would be and then suddenly <laughs> things happen <laughs> you know um i found it very relatable your 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 stories mm-hmm. and your sharings because i was also teaching mm-hmm. right but um i was teaching in primary school zaida's teaching in jc uh was teaching in the jc's so um i felt that you know especially having the teacher's life mm-hmm. you th- so many of my friends, ex-colleagues, were like, are still teaching. You think you're set for life as a yeah, teacher? You're going like, to retire as a teacher? Right. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't we be? Because we we enjoy ourselves. More or less. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the classroom especially. Yeah, yeah. Why, why, why? Why did this thing happen to me? Why do I choose the path less travelled? You know, and... 
And then I realized that's not your starting point. Your starting point before that mm-hmm. was music. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, hey, this is so interesting. So, um, okay, perhaps share with us like how music came about. Music is already, you know, in Singapore, it's just something that is less ventured. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. music, what do you do out of music? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So take it away. Okay. Uh <laughs> It's been so long since I talked about my music. Um, <laughs> it's almost 10 years. Uh, wow. I started playing music in 2009. I think it was something that I wanted to do right out of A-levels. Mm. Um, I was just like, you know, um, between your, after A-levels and between you start your university, you have like almost seven to eight months break, right? Mm. So I was just like, oh, I could be lounging around or I can just do something that I've always wanted to pursue. So during the eight months, I, 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 I really went crazy. Um, I I worked part-time. I worked as a retail assistant. I hated it, by the way. Um, <laughs> I I volunteered, I think. Um, I volunteered for to be an usher for a National Day Parade. Oh, cool. And most of these things I did because... I wanted to and it wasn't because oh, my friends asked me to so there was no peer pressure in fact the volunteering thing was a very um, long volunteering stint we're talking about like three months because there oh, were training involved right. and I did it alone so when I remember when I first entered that uh, lecture theatre in Ngean Poly I had there were like 300 people and I was alone and I didn't know anyone there but I was just like you know what I just wanted to do this so it was fun it, it, it really turned out to be a fun volunteering stint because um, I was put in a VIP usher so on national day itself back mm. in 2009 I was ushering the ministers in fact um, I was ushering um, the late Mr. Lee Kuan Yew uh, it was a very cool experience and I knew that that was something I would n- never have experienced if I didn't like much um, force myself yeah. to sign up for it Yeah, and then came music um, I mean I n- I know the basics of playing guitar Okay, um, and I was in choir throughout secondary school and JC and I was just like mm, let's just try okay. you know why not so I remember it was all happenstance like I was browsing through the internet and I came across a National Arts Council website and then it was literally the last day of applications for the apprenticeship program mm-hmm. so I was just like okay let's just sign up for it okay. and then yeah and then somehow got accepted we had to go through auditions um, yeah, just got accepted and I was mentored with um, Jason Tan who's like a local producer. Oh, wow. And it was like a three-month-long apprenticeship program and then eventually um, we had a song recorded and yeah, and it just kick-started the whole process. So I was, I hadn't written an original song before. There was no original song so I was forced to write my own songs. I was forced to compose my own songs. So it was really out of my comfort zone. And I realised that I enjoyed it. So this music thing happened concurrently when I got accepted to uni. So I actually did the music thing full-time while doing uni full-time. Wow. For that four years that I was in uni. How do you manage oh, uh, that? With very little <laughs> sleep. <laughs> yeah. It was... I mean... Uh, in uni, there were seasons where you get busy, right? And yes. You had the nice three-month-long summer break. So in the music side as well, it was there were seasons. Uh, there were seasons where performances were a lot. There were seasons where we had to do... Well, me and my bandmates had to do media appearances. And on, at the peak 
of it all, I remember, um, I think it was when um, we just released the EP, so like EP's extended play, like a mini album of sorts. Okay. Um, so we had performances, we had media appearances. Um, I remember pulling 20, 20 hour days. Wow. Where I would go to school like 8 to like, and then my lessons usually end by like 12 or 1, mm. but I would force myself to stay in school to finish all my work. Yeah. And then I'll reach home six, have dinner, seven plus or after Margaret we will have band rehearsals until like maybe nine plus, ten plus, and then I go home, uh, freshen up and then I'll continue doing work and then I'll sleep at two AM and I wake up at six AM. And I'll do that for like two, three weeks in a row. Wow. Yeah. So I mean it sounds intense now. Uh-huh. But when you're twenty something, it it feels fine <laughs> because you're young. <laughs> yes, you don't feel it. But now, like you True. know, if I, if I sleep for like five hours, I feel like death. But <laughs> when you are twenty one, twenty two, when you pull, what sleep? Yeah, what sleep? You don't need sleep. You just need food, and you just need uh, caffeine. True, true. But yeah, so um, there were long days, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the busyness of it. But um, yeah, so managing it, um, I had a deal with my mom. I said that, Ma, you know, please just let me do this music thing. Um, I'll try my best to keep my grades up. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I told her like, I'll try to keep like a B average because I know I will never be like a first class honor student. So, I mean, like realistically with your life yeah, happening exactly. that so, way? I mean, like it, it, it's, it sounds interesting because like music is like what you said, it's less pursued, right? But I'm pretty sure almost everyone in uni is busy with something. Like if it's not part-time job, it's their CCA. Right. So everyone is really pulling the like long days. So mm. I, honestly, uh, as I think back now that I'm adult, I, I don't think it's anything special, but it's just that because I'm talking about it on on the media, so mm. people are like, wow, you know. She, it's out yeah. there. But yeah. I mean, honestly, I know friends mm. who, who do... The same things, like they have like three CCAs, they are in mm. hall. So they do a lot of all these things. So it's really normal when you're in uni at least. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, when you were about to embark, right? How mm-hmm. how did they take it? Um, my mom was skeptical. My dad meh. my dad was just meh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, if it's in if it's on your bucket list, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 my mom is just much um yeah, she she's she's always excited when I achieve something, but at the same time she's also the more pragmatic one. She's just like Can you handle yeah, it? Yeah, can you handle it? Um can you please just focus on your studies, blah blah blah. So I'm just like, okay, that's fine. That's a that's a reasonable expectation from right. a mom and anyway. mm. yeah. But I mean really she's when when it comes to like big things like which um undergrad planet music or yeah. I think that point there was a, some singing songwriting competition that I joined. Yeah, she she was the one I Probably more nervous than I was. Ah, <laughs> your, yeah. your, your bestest cheerleader, <laughs> yeah. supporter. Yeah, in the you. background, in the background. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Moms are always like that. They will tell you like the negative um, aspects of it mm-hmm. so that you can realise it before you embark on it. Yeah. But when, if you're in it, right, I think all the support and care, encouragement and prayers will all be for the yeah, child, right? Yeah, yeah. That's such a mum thing to do. <laughs> so if your mum does this like nagging and stuff like that, it's it's really just her being caring. La. It's just her being a mum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I told myself, like, I'm not going to be a naggy mum when I become a mum. But then, well, look where I am today. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, you have uh, two boys. Yeah, two boys. Uh, cute, adorable boys. Um, and they are five and three. You were saying? Yes, first oh. one is five, second one is three. So yeah, riot at home. <laughs> and now we appreciate our moms better. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think I am the parent that I am. Me and my husband are the parents that we are. If not for my mom and like really the support of like mm. both sets of parents, lah. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. All the support is needed. So you had a very vibrant, um, you know, uh, music. Um, should I say career at that point? Yeah, Would, yeah, it is a career, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, oh yes. So what's the degree that you took? Um, I did linguistics and multilingual studies. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Wow. It's all many, many words. Mm-hmm. Many words. <laughs> in that in that four years of studies with the music and all. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. I mean, um, Wordplay, even, even my professors <laughs> knew that I was involved in music. So right. they, they were quite supportive. La. In fact, I remember one or two professors, they were just like, you know, hey, you need, if you need extension for your... Uh, for your assignments just let us know because we know that you're busy with music I'm just like thank you for the uh, for, for for saying that but I think it's unfair for my other friends also la. so I'm just like I'm going to try my best to stick to the assignments right. la. yeah oh, that's so sweet of them right yeah. um, okay so then you the time has come uh, graduation mm-hmm. and then and then life starts yeah <laughs> okay yeah. so what happened yeah after I think it was university. towards the end of year three that's when I really start to think, to really think about what I wanted to do after uni. Because when I started music, I knew that I wasn't going to be pursuing music as a full-time career. That was never in my consideration. Right. Um, you knew you could do other things as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew that if I choose to do music, it's going to be a long and hard journey. And I'm just like, why take the difficult route? You know, when I can make my life slightly easier. Yeah. So, so you want to do it while you also enjoy it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So at the end of year three, I really started to like think about career options. And it just so happened that I checked my email. I think a lot of the things that happen in my life is really happenstance. Um, yeah, I just so happened to check my email and there was an email for uh, to apply for a teaching award, MOE teaching award. Okay. So I was just like, mm, okay, la, let's just try and I mean, background context is that I come from a family of teachers to begin with. Right. Yeah, so I've got a bunch of cousins who are teachers. I've got aunts and uncles who are teachers across different um, levels. Like you've got right. preschool educators, you've got secondary school and mm. whatnot. So I saw that email. I was just like, okay, let's just try applying. Mm, There's yeah. no harm in that. And suddenly I got in, like... They, they told me like, okay, let's come for the interview. Then that's when I realised that, oh no, okay, this is getting serious. serious. When I applied, I didn't tell my mom. So oh. when I got the interview email, I, I had no choice but to tell my mom, right? I was just like, uh, ma, <laughs> um, I've got, I applied for this for fun and now I've got an interview for it. And she was like, okay lah, just go lah. Kalau dapat, dapat. Kalau tak, then it's fine. So I I applied and then I got it. I got it and I got the teaching award. And the award had like a mini scholarship of sorts for my year four. So they gave me like um like an amount of money for expenses in year four. Okay. And um obviously when you accept the teaching award you know that you will become a teacher. Okay. So I knew that, okay, well I guess I'm gonna be a teacher then. Um but the only difference is that my bond 
it's slightly longer. I think a year longer. Ah, uh, because of because you started like perhaps like a year yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So my my bond was like for for four years. Okay. So I was just like, well, okay, that's nice. I now I don't. Ha- I I guess I don't have to worry about what career I wanted to pursue. True. Right. Yep. So. So yeah, so my year four was very secure lah. I was mm. just doing my own thing, you know. Still and with music um, at that time? More or less, yes. Okay. Yes, I was still doing a bunch of music stuff okay. because it didn't really interfere much. Uh, much. Yeah. yeah, it didn't interfere yet. Mm. Um, yeah, so it was only when I, after I graduated from NTU and then I started NIE, that's when things started to get a bit uh, iffy with mm. my music stuff. I see. Yeah, because... Um, in when I was doing NIE, I think that was like mid August twenty thirteen. Um, I was already winding down my music stuff because I I knew responsibly that I would have to make my music kind of dwindle down. Okay. So, but the the things that I was doing or you know, musically involved in in when I was in NIE were things that I already signed up with way before that I agreed to. I see. So I couldn't back back out of it. Right. And they were also high-profile media appearances. So we are talking about like some Mediacorp stuff. Okay. So when you're in in NIE, uh, when you want to appear on the media, you have to ask for approval from HR. So I had to email HR directly. So this is a different process as compared to when you're in a school. In a school, you just ask your principal. Your principal says fine, then you are free right. to go. But now you're going straight to the higher ups, um, HR directly. So yeah. I think I requested for like two or three performances, but after the third one, they gave me a friendly warning email. I still have that email, by the way. <laughs> um, they said that I should focus on my teacher training. So I was just like, okay lah. That's I mean that's a fair end okay, of the deal lah. So I, I mean, it's sad that I kind of had to stop, but I I under, I also understand why. So yeah, I mm. eventually stopped. So which is why when people say like, "It hey, what happened to you?" Ah, I'm just like, mm, life happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was expected because yeah, you yeah. also still wanted something out of teaching, yeah. and you knew that music was just a part time yeah gig. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so to speak. But it was in, it was interesting. It was a nice transition because a lot of my NIE friends when they first joined teaching, right. we were all regarded as fresh grads, lah. But for me, it didn't feel like I was a fresh grad. It felt like I was already working for like five years when before I joined teaching. So right. when I entered the school and we started actually teaching and working, yeah, working, right, yeah. As a fr- as a transition from a fresh grad to the working world can be quite jarring, right? Because yes. you need to manage a lot of things. But for me, I was just like, okay, I'm used to time management. I use, I know how to set boundaries. I know how to carve time, like set time for myself. Mm. So the transition was, to me, it was slightly easier. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So so that on that point, I think uh, never discount yourself when it comes to you having CCAs. Um, doing some part-time job to Correct. survive during uni days, you know, stuff like that. Because actually, it's the, it's the time management skills, yeah, the yeah. discipline, yeah. Uh, setting boundaries. And these are all life skills which yeah. are so important yeah. um, that it really would help you um, 
prepare yourself for the workforce. Mm-hmm. You don't realize it like macam if you say for example you've been working as like a tuition teacher or you've been working as a retail staff in your uni days. You mm. don't realize how much skills you've learned from that maybe temporary stint until you actually start working and you realize that oh okay I've done this before kind of sort of in a different in a different environment sure yeah. but the skills are still transferable. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. I sound like a sales future spokesperson. <laughs> yeah. Why are we suddenly <laughs> there? <laughs> but it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like people in retail, right? Um, I think then so automatically they are so people oriented. Yeah. They they mm. get into that mode, right? Like, yeah. okay, <laughs> be the sales, um, you know, the customer service person yeah, that you need exactly. to Exactly. And you think that oh teaching is just teaching in classroom, but then you also forget that teaching you requires you to meet people as well. People outside of the school, you meet parents, you meet vendors, you meet yeah. Yes. external stakeholders and you just got to engage them and like I know people who when they first started out macam their political correctness is just <laughs> terrible and I was just like why are you doing this? What's wrong with you? Why can't you interact in a nice way? Oh goodness. Yeah. Yeah, so those are the really two and I guess it speaks for parents mm-hmm. Um, that when your child wants to explore mm-hmm. um, certain experiences, don't don't you know protect them too much, lah. I mean, sometimes you have to let go. Yeah, and, you know. Yeah. Um, they need to go experience part time work yeah. or whatever. Go because they they need the skills. Yeah. In fact, like, like the my students, like my current students, mm. like I. As part of their graduation video, I actually tell them like, oh, you know, your next few months, especially for the girls, you know, you have such so much free time. Go do things outside your comfort zone. You know, go work part-time. And I do know like parents will be like, why would my child need to work part-time? I can provide for them. But that's not the point. The point is not about the money. The point is about the experience of meeting people in real life and interacting people in the real world. Yes. Yeah. Especially now when the... um. The younger ones, they've been raised in a very digital mm-hmm, world, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? They can yeah. be, they can, they can have a different persona online. Yeah, correct. And then, you know, in, in person, life, you're just you're unable to interact, and that's such a sad thing. Do you do you uh, notice like um, if there were students who, when you talk to them phys- mm-hmm. physically one to one, like they don't have that much of uh, people skills, or or I don't know. You know, some of them have better EQ. I think at the age of, I mean, the the group of students that I teach mm. in the age group, right? Uh, you you see lah, you see the students. Some of them, those who have been pampered by their parents their whole life, those whose parents um, try to push them to try new things. You you really see it. I mean, when when you're dealing with primary school and secondary school kids, they are still developmentally growing up, so you can easily blame puberty for that. Right. When you're 17 and 18, right, your demeanor is kind of set. Ah. Right? And you start to see, lah. you really start to see. So, there are some students where sometimes as a teacher, you have to correct them. Ah. And you I'm just do, like, uh? yeah, and I'm just like, mm, this shouldn't be my job. Ah. Why do I have to tell you how to speak to adults? You know, that's, that's not my job. Oh. You know, but because I know that if us, the adults in school, don't intercept and don't tell them how to, you know, behave and mm. how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And nobody else, no other adults in their life are going to do that. Yeah. You know? Right. So, yeah, sometimes you just oh. have to say it. Lah. 
And of course, there are some students who are nasty, lah. You know, they just like, oh, they, they they tell their parents, and then it comes back to us. But I'm just like, it's okay, lah. I'm here for the, in really? the long game. Yeah, at that age. Yep. Okay, yeah. they still go back to the yeah. parents. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 also okay. new age parenting, right? New age parents now quite protective, and you think that is the millennial parents who who are protective and like you know about their kids, but actually, I feel that it starts off with the generation before mine as well. So mm. the the sense of uh, being a protective parent comes through quite strongly. Really? Yeah. That means my generation, lah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gen X. <laughs> Is it Gen X? Yeah. yeah. Gen X parents, in the this that that the. Ah. I mean, it it goes hand in hand with the socio political climate in Singapore, where Gen X, they they are already doing better in life, so they True. you know so they they want to focus more on their kids' quality of yes. life. So that's when they they become more involved. But more involvement doesn't always translate to. A good thing mm. sometimes, yeah. Perhaps the Gen X people are the ones that probably see the 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 two sides, you know, like um, how their parents struggled, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then that, and then they were the ones that um, uh, broke whatever cycle that yes, the correct. family went through, yeah. and then because of where they are now, mm-hmm. they do not want their kids to go through yeah. what. They had to go mm-hmm. through, but that, that that's not necessarily. It's understandable. It's la. understandable from a parent's perspective to another parent. Like I understand where they're coming from, but I feel that it shouldn't come to the point. Your your sense of protectiveness over your child shouldn't come to the point where it disrupts the quality of teaching and teacher student interaction in school. Yes. Because now you have a bunch of teachers who are tiptoeing around your child uh, because you know and. Yeah. Whether we like it or not, it degrades from the quality of teaching, authentic teaching and learning yes. that's possible. Exactly, yeah. exactly. The best kind of learning that takes place in the classroom is when the teaching and learning is authentic. La. And True. if True. there's uh, something that prevents authenticity to come through in the classroom, it will inevitably affect the le- learning of the students. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. yeah so I, I... Yeah, I truly understand yeah like what you say it's understandable so sometimes i have this 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 dialogue with my husband who is a the parent parent and then in my head i have the teacher mm-hmm. slash mm-hmm. parent mm-hmm. brain mm-hmm. so it's like no nah, i don't really agree he's sometimes very protective of his mm-hmm. kids but like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you i think as parents we got to learn to trust that the teachers also have the child's best interest. Yes. But our methods may differ from what you do at home, but that doesn't mean that... The difference doesn't mean that it's bad. It makes the learning authentic and holistic. Yes. Yeah. Very true. (laughs) I like that very much. (laughs) Okay. So... um, Let's move on after NIE. Mm-hmm. Then you have gone on to teaching yes. in school. And uh, and last we know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you shared on your TikTok, right? Yeah. That, uh, mm. 
fall is just around the corner, and home is the center of it all. At Ashley, seasonal decorating's a breeze with their range of designs and materials. Snuggle up on a family-friendly sectional or an ultra-modern sofa. Or gather outside and enjoy the crisp, cool air with a new fire pit or conversation set. From minor refreshes to total overhauls, Ashley has the essentials to make your home fall functional and fabulous. Shop in-store or visit ashley.com today. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through October 15th, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through October 15th, only at BJ's.